You're listening to the Bible Chunks Read-Through Podcast in association with the Limudim Bible Reading Plan and Charles River Church. For more information, visit limudim.org or charlesriverchurch.com. We read the whole story to make whole disciples of Jesus. Welcome to the Bible Chunks Read-Through Podcast, where we read through the Bible in the chunks or the sections based on themes that it was designed to be read in so that we can get a better handle on the story of God. My name is Kevin. That's enough about me. Let's dive into the Word. Today we'll be reading Genesis 28.10 through 30.24, 72 verses today. Jacob left Beersheba and went toward Haran. And he came to a certain place and stayed there that night, because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones of that place, he put it under his head and lay down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed. And behold, there was a ladder set up on the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord, the God of Abraham your father, and the God of Isaac. The land on which you lie I will give to you and to your offspring. Your offspring shall be like the dust of the earth, and you shall spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south, and in you and your offspring shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land, for I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, How awesome is this place! This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. So early in the morning, Jacob took the stone that he had put under his head and set it up for a pillar and poured oil on top of it. He called the name of that place Bethel, but the name of the city was Luz at first. Then Jacob made a vow, saying, If God will be with me, and will keep me in this way that I go, and will give me bread to eat and clothing to wear, so that I come again to my Father's house in peace, then the Lord shall be my God, and this stone which I have set up for a pillar shall be God's house. And of all that you give me, I will give a full tenth to you. Then Jacob went on his journey and came to the land of the people of the east. As he looked, he saw a well in the field, and behold, three flocks of sheep lying beside it, for out of that well the flocks were watered. The stone on the well's mouth was large, and when all the flocks were gathered there, the shepherds would roll the stone from the mouth of the well and water the sheep, and put the stone back in its place over the mouth of the well. Jacob said to them, My brothers, where do you come from? They said, We're from Haran. He said to them, Do you know Laban, the son of Nahor? They said, We know him. He said to them, Is it well with him? They said, It is well. And see, Rachel his daughter is coming with the sheep. He said, Behold, it's still high day. It's not time for livestock to be gathered together. Water the sheep and go, pasture them. But they said, We cannot until all the flocks are gathered together and the stone is rolled from the mouth of the well. Then we water the sheep. While he was still speaking with them, Rachel came with her father's sheep, for she was a shepherdess. Now as soon as Jacob saw Rachel, the daughter of Laban, his mother's brother, 
and the sheep of Laban, his mother's brother, Jacob came near and rolled the stone from the well's mouth and watered the flock of Laban, his mother's brother. Then Jacob kissed Rachel and wept aloud. And Jacob told Rachel that he was his father's kinsman and that he was Rebekah's son. And she ran and told her father. As soon as Laban heard the news about Jacob, his sister's son, he ran to meet him and embraced him and kissed him and brought him into his house. Jacob told Laban all these things, and Laban said to him, Surely you are bone of my flesh. And he stayed with him a month. Then Laban said to Jacob, Because you are my kinsman, should you therefore serve me for nothing? Tell me, what shall your wages be? Now Laban had two daughters. The name of the older was Leah, the name of the younger was Rachel. Leah's eyes were weak, but Rachel was beautiful in form and appearance. Jacob loved Rachel, and he said, I'll serve you seven years for your younger daughter, Rachel. Laban said, It's better that I give her to you than I should give her to any other man. Stay with me. So Jacob served seven years for Rachel, and they seemed to him but a few days because of the love he had for her. Then Jacob said to Laban, Give me my wife that I may go into her, for my time is completed. So Laban gathered together all the people of that place and made a feast. But in the evening he took his daughter Leah and brought her to Jacob, and he went into her. Laban gave his female servant Zilpah to his daughter Leah to be her servant. And in the morning, behold, it was Leah. And Jacob said to Laban, What is this you have done to me? Did I not serve with you for Rachel? Why then have you deceived me? Laban said, It's not so done in our country to give the younger before the firstborn. Complete the week of this one, and we'll give you the other one in return for serving me another seven years. Jacob did so and completed her week. Then Laban gave him his daughter Rachel to be his wife. Laban gave his female servant Bilhah to his daughter Rachel to be her servant. So Jacob went into Rachel also, and he loved Rachel more than Leah, and served Laban for another seven years. When the Lord saw that Leah was hated, he opened her womb, but Rachel was barren. And Leah conceived and bore a son, and she called his name Reuben. For she said, Because the Lord has looked upon my affliction, for now my husband will love me. She conceived again and bore a son, and said, Because the Lord has heard that I am hated, he has given me this son also. And, he, and she called his name Simeon. Again she conceived and bore a son, and said, now this time my husband will be attached to me, because I have borne him three sons. Therefore his name was called Levi. And she conceived again and bore a son, and said, This time I will praise the Lord. Therefore she called his name Judah. Then she ceased bearing. When Rachel saw that she bore Jacob no children, she envied her sister. She said to Jacob, Give me children, or I shall die. Jacob's anger was kindled against Rachel, and he said, Am I in the place of God? Who is withheld from you the fruit of the womb? Then he said, Here is my servant Bilhah. Go into her, so that she may give birth on my behalf, that even I may have children through her. So she gave him her servant Bilhah as a wife, and Jacob went into her. And Bilhah conceived and bore Jacob a son. Then Rachel said, God has judged me, and has also heard my voice and given me a son. Therefore she called his name Dan. Rachel's servant Bilhah conceived again and bore Jacob a second son. Then Rachel said, with mighty wrestlings I have wrestled with my sister and have prevailed. So she called his name Naphtali. 
When Leah saw that she had ceased bearing children, she took her servant Zilpah and gave her to Jacob as a wife. Then Leah's servant Zilpah bore Jacob a son. And Leah said, Good fortune has come. So she called his name Gad. Leah's servant Zilpah bore Jacob a second son. And Leah said, Happy am I, for women have called me happy. So she called his name Asher. In the days of wheat harvest, Reuben went and found mandrakes in the field and brought them to his mother Leah. Then Rachel said to Leah, Please give me some of your son's mandrakes. But she said to her, Is it a small matter that you have taken away my husband? Would you take away my son's mandrakes also? Rachel said, Then he may lie with you tonight in exchange for your son's mandrakes. When Jacob came from the field in the evening, Leah went out to meet him and said, You must come in to me, for I have hired you with my son's mandrakes. So he lay with her that night. And God listened to Leah, and she conceived and bore Jacob a fifth son. Leah said, God has given me my wages because I have... I gave my servant to my husband. So she called his name Issachar. And Leah conceived again, and she bore Jacob a sixth son. And Leah said, God has endowed me with a good endowment. Now my husband will honor me because I have borne him six sons. So she called his name Zebulun. Afterward, she bore a daughter and called her name Dinah. Then God remembered Rachel, and God listened to her and opened her womb. She conceived and bore a son and said, God has taken away my reproach. And she called his name Joseph, saying, May the Lord add to me another son. Backing up to the beginning of this section, we get a little bit more of the story of Jacob as he uh, kind of goes off on his own as he's hiding from his brother Esau uh, after the, the poor decisions and the, the, the mischievous acts that he has done, the, the deception that he has made. And he goes and he dreams this dream. And you've ever heard the expression, Jacob's ladder. This is where it comes from, where he dreams this ladder up to heaven, sort of this connected point between heaven and earth where you have angels and ascending and descending on the ladder like this this connection point between heaven and earth and then at the top of the ladder you have the lord himself who i would imagine like after everything that that jacob has done i would think that the lord is going to be at the top of the ladder going jacob you're a deceiver it's time to it's time to repent and turn back but that's not how the lord interacts with him Again, he holds fast to the covenant that he made with Abraham and the fact that he had already chose Jacob for for this ridiculous purpose of saving the world through his offspring. And he he promises again, uh, anybody who blesses you will be blessed. Anybody who curses you will be cursed. I'm going to multiply you like the dust on the earth so that if anybody can count the little pieces of dust on the earth, he'll be able to count your offspring. And Jacob, at this point in in the narrative, he doesn't have a wife. He doesn't have any kids. So uh, it's just sort of this whole like confusing, why would the Lord bless him? But but Jacob wakes from that dream and he, he makes an altar to the Lord right then and there and commits himself to, to tithing to the Lord and believes that God is going to provide for his needs. And then Jacob goes and you have this whole very similar interaction where you have him meeting his wife at a well, very similar to what we've seen with uh, with Isaac and uh, previously where 
this is all happening and, and then this strange and I don't know why I, I've not done the research but he he kind of pushes the rock aside to impress her I guess uh, and and uh, Rachel to, to to impress Rachel and then feed, like waters her herd rather than the other way around when um, Rebecca got water for the camels uh, Jacob is doing it the other way around where he waters her flock and then he kisses her and then weeps. Um, it's just such a funny image every time I, every time I read it. He, and then Jacob kissed Rachel and wept aloud. As a, this man is a passionate man. Um, he wears his heart on his sleeve. Uh, but then he goes and he, he meets. This is one of his kinsmen. This is somebody that he's allowed to marry and he's, he's very excited about that. And so he goes and he, he serves uh, Laban for seven years and then the deceiver is deceived. The deceiver gets deceived by Laban where he gives him his oldest daughter, Leah, rather than his youngest daughter or uh, his younger daughter, Rachel, as a wife. And then, so he's deceived. And then, and then you have this whole like terrible uh, situation between these four women. You got Leah, you got Rachel, and you got the two servants, the one of Leah and the one of Rachel, where Jacob is just going into each one of them and they're kind of having a, a battle between themselves as to who can have the most kids and how many sons can you bear and 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 they're, they're viewing it as God's favor or God's curse upon them and even in all this this is not shown to us in a positive light this is not something that says hey therefore you should go and have a bunch of wives and, and have as many kids as you can between the wives like there there there's a rivalry there that is not uh, conducive to the shalom that God would have for us uh, in, a, in a marriage but uh, but but I mean these are the 12 tribes and and God I, I think it was CS Lewis or somebody smarter than me who said that God draws line straight lines with crooked sticks but that does not give us uh, permission to go look for crooked sticks so I don't know how this is uh, this is playing out in your own soul, what, what speaks to you, but I would ask you uh, to consider those three questions. What does this section of scripture tell you about the character of God? What is he like? What is he calling you towards? What is he calling you to remember or believe about him? What promises do you need to, to remember today? What does this section tell you about humanity? Where where do you identify with any of the characters in the story? Or, just in general, what does this story tell you about the condition of humanity? And then finally, what is the Holy Spirit speaking to you through His Word today? Take a few minutes to pray, and I'll see you right here again tomorrow. Until then, God bless.